making sure this thing works. Hey guys, what is up and welcome back to Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. This past weekend was my one year anniversary of having this podcast. I know like I, if you don't know, let's flash back real quick. I started this podcast in the middle of quarantine and was recording it through Apple headphones that I would plug into my phone and I would go into the workout room in my basement and I would lay on the floor and I would record it down there. And the audio is really weird at first. The whole setup was weird, you know, as anything as I jumping into it, you know, going into it, just like jumping into anything new. You, if, if you don't have instruction, you're kind of like a newborn deer standing on your feet for the first time and everything is kind of wobbly. So that's why you don't see any episodes from the welcome to like October because they're private unless you're like a couple of like five people can see it. But anyways, um, yeah, this podcast is a whole year old and it is listened to in 10 countries. I'm happy to li- I'll list them off just so you guys are aware that I don't know. And I'm, I'm not, not when I say that, like I'm like listing them off. I'm not trying to like brag, but I mean, it is something that I am proud of. However, it's like I just it's cool to think that, oh, like maybe if you live in this country, somebody next to you also listens to it in the different country. So this is where all um, my podcast is listened to. So the United States, Germany, Puerto Rico, Canada, India, Japan, Singapore, France, Portugal, and the United Kingdom, which is very exciting. And this podcast is also very much like split in terms of like gender. It tells me like I think it's 61% um, female and 39% male. Yeah. Or no, 38% male and 1% non-binary. So that's kind of cool too, is like, it's not too skewed, you know, in one direction or the other, or, you know, in any sort of way. And I just want to say thank you. If you've been listening to this podcast, this is your first episode you're listening to, or if you've been listening since the beginning and you remember my weird episodes way, way back last year when I was just trying to figure everything out, um, I really appreciate it. And if you've, you know given us five star on apple Podcasts wherever you listen to it i appreciate it as well this is just something i do for fun i don't do ads i don't do promotion really all i do is post it on my instagram story and the fact that people listen every week is exciting because all i do is give my unsolicited opinions and talk about whatever i feel like it's nothing serious so yeah just wanted to say thank you Okay, before we hop into everything, you know we have to do the catch up. And since I mentioned my like the whole like anniversary of this podcast, I want to mention also some of my favorite podcasts that I listen to in general. Some of them you most likely have heard of because they are more popular and mainstream. Others maybe not. I don't know. But I love um, TMG with Cody Co and Noel miller they are so funny i lo- i watch both of their videos i watch the tiny meat it's called their podcast name is called tiny meat gang they also have songs i listened to their song i mentioned it in the last episode daddy with uh quentin 92 and they have it, they're one of the best dynamics i love to listen to them and they're just really funny and they can talk about serious topics without making it serious because something that i personally whenever i listen to a podcast i don't really listen for anything serious i I'm not a very serious person, so like basically when I'm looking for entertainment, I, when I when I think of the word entertainment in re- correlation to like, and I think podcast is a form of entertainment, I think of it as like an upbeat thing where it shouldn't be taken so seriously because it's t- 
to be entertaining, but maybe that that definite definition is different for everybody I know, but just for me personally. So I love that podcast, Tiny Meat Gang. And then Emma Chamberlain has her podcast called Anything Goes. And I like that one as well because she does talk about like some serious things. She just like she does like different advice sessions and has people send in questions. And I don't know, I like I just her some people have very calming voices or very appropriate radio appropriate voices and she's one of those people and I can just sit and either halfway listen to it or give my full attention and I think her podcast is always really good because it's always she's always animated also because as a YouTuber as well because similar to Cody and Noel they're also YouTubers but she getting to know her via her YouTube videos when she talks and her and the way her voice goes up and down and her reactions to things and how she expresses herself is something that I could also visualize because of watching her videos and that's all I enjoy that as well because it's like when she gets emotional about something or like decides to exclaim something I can picture her reacting to it or laughing and and that makes it really enjoyable for me and she's also just a really good person and then also I love so Chris D'Elia, we've talked about him before and he's recently like last year been kind of controversial because of stuff that ended up not being proven and nothing ever really came of it and so um for and he's doing he's he's he came forward and was like hey if I ever did anything da, da, da. he's like basically laid claim to things that he knows that he did made up for it whatever but he does have a podcast called um on fire with Cristalia and I love that podcast because some people will listen to it and it's with comedians and people who you see in entertainment it's very the way they present themselves on different platforms is very different because you have people who will say oh I hate your stand-up but I love your podcast I love your podcast but I hate your stand-up but with him I it's again one of those things where like I've seen all of his his stand-up stuff on Netflix and I love it I really like the way he handles comedy I think it's really funny and his podcast is no different I love his podcast as well and he's somebody who's also very animated that's something that I tend to like lean towards are people who are very animated with their reactions and people who are very animated with like how they present things and kind of take it to that limit of like drawing it out like they'll say they'll show something and they'll be like oh a pill bottle oh let's talk about the way that pill bottle opens let's connect the way that opens to this 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 and it's like this long trail that you have to follow and he's somebody that does that and I think it's really funny so I love his podcast as well and um any true crime podcast is something that I can play in the background and I really like that so true crime or ghost or something like that those are always really good podcasts as well so yeah. And now let's talk about like catch up with just in general what's been going on. So this week, Olivia Rodrigo released her her debut album or her. I don't think it's her EP. I think it's her debut album. And that's not, that album is so good. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. And some people may, may come at my throat for this, but all of the songs on the album were sampled. And I don't know how they got away with it, but I'm I'm not saying that like that doesn't make the songs good because they are all of the songs she did were so good, vocals amazing. The fact that she does not need auto tune, like something that that and in my opinion that's something that's very rare today. And I and I appreciate the fact that she is somebody who actually does have talent, and I do say that and I mean it like that because people who have to use an excess amount of audio, like cover up and 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 um, different editing, uh sorry you don't really deserve the the record deal you were given in my opinion because if you're gonna make albums and you're gonna be a singer you should probably be able to sing right or rap or whatever you're doing right and 
she is very, very talented. However, I just always think back to like the most in my head prominent example of when somebody like sampled a song and they got into a bunch of trouble for it. I think it was Pharrell. Pharrell like I, I don't remember what song I think it was Happy. Maybe not, but I always wonder like how do people handle that? But my favorite song on the album is Favorite Crime by far. That song is like oh my god, it sounded like I got like emotional because of the pause. But I'm just like out of breath and I don't know why. But basically that song is so musically insane. The layering of the vocal it's chef's kiss. Like what she goes into the like all the things I did part and it, it the vocals just layer. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, love. Some people like the up the more upbeat songs, but I really like that one and the Hope You're Okay, which is like the last song on the album. Love those two. Okay, last thing in our catch up. Something that I'm into now. Oh, I remember I had two things and I remember I forgot the other one, but I remembered it now. Basically, so now we have two things to talk about. Um, my new talent is that I can catch flies and kill them with my bare, my bare hands, like flying around in the air. I discovered that while I was in Florida. Maybe they just move slower in Florida, though, because it's hot. It's, it's, it's hotter and more humid. I don't know. But I was... I When we were sitting outside one day on the porch and there were some like flying around, I think we were eating lunch. So it was like, that's why they were there. And... They were just coming around, and I was I was killing them left and right I, with with my bare hands. I I cleaned them afterwards, but you know what I'm, you get what I'm saying. I am a talented individual, and one landed on my dad's forehead, and I told him I said don't move, and then I slapped his forehead, and he was like, "Why'd you do that?" And I was like, "There was a fly on your forehead," and then my family proceeded to say that they did not see a fly on his forehead. I don't know. It was we had a good laugh, but anyways, that's my new talent. In case you're wondering, um, so I'll add that to my resume for all my future employers an exterminator fly it specifically flies though i'm not i'm not killing any other bugs right now actually i did kill a, a wasp one time use lysol and hairspray so if you're looking for a for a diy insect killer hairspray and, and lysol anyways okay my second thing I am now into, I guess, my new interest as well. So I have a new hobby and I have a fairly new interest as well. My new interest is in Formula One racing. And here's the thing. I have never had like experience watching racing of any kind. If it wasn't in, if, it, if, if racing wasn't in the Olympics, I don't have anything. If, if, and what am I trying to say? Basically, I've never had experience watching races, dealing with them, yada, yada. My mom used to work with somebody whose like, son-in-law was an NASCAR driver, still is an NASCAR driver, and NASCAR driver used to live in my neighborhood. That's the extent of my knowledge on it. I've never really, and I know Dale Earnhardt, there's like, raise hail, pra raise hail, praise Dale. That's a thing. And I know about um, Richard Petty, but other than that, I've never gave the surface of racing, NASCAR, or Formula One. However, do I think NASCAR takes as much skill as Formula One? Absolutely not. I think that NASCAR driving, you just have to know how to drive and make a left turn and do it well. So that's, yeah, and you can argue with me all you want. But in terms of comparing it to Formula One, which one is more exciting and also which one takes more skill, I'll tell you the correct answer. And there's only one correct answer, and that's Formula One. So with that being said, I've also never had a lot of experience with Formula One, I've my first introduction was probably when watch when I was watching Cars Three and they go to Monaco, and the little Italian car is a Formula One car. So, 
Yes. With that being said, my introduction and interest was really sparked this within the past like month, actually, when I watched the movie Rush on Netflix. And no, I did not just watch the movie because Chris Hemsworth is in it. Do not get me wrong here. I ended up like really after like watching that movie and it's really good. You should go watch it. It's based on a true story. And I was immediately hooked and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm really into Formula One now. I'm choosing to be. This is where I start my obsession or this is where I start my interest. And so this past weekend was also the Monaco Grand Prix. So let's talk about that a little bit. This is not what we're going to be talking about this whole entire um, episode. I'm going to be talking about summer. That's like the main topic. But I have to talk about this because I'm like, I want more people to get into it. I don't know. Maybe broaden my audience a little bit. But basically, Formula One racing, Monaco Grand Prix. So the day before Monaco Grand Prix, there's a qualifying race. And my personal favorite is Charles Leclerc. I don't, I do not think I said his name right. It's L-E-C-L-E-R-C. Yes, I think so. But basically, um, he was doing really well. He got pole and then but he here's the reason he got pulled. So he was in first place, but then within the last like 45 seconds, I think, he had a crash that was not bad. It just it seemed to just damage the exterior of the car, something that could be fixed the day before like in time for the Grand Prix the next day. And because whenever somebody crashes in Formula One, they start waving a yellow, um, yellow flag or yellow light and and let all the other cars know that they need to slow down because there's a crash on the track. So basically, with the short amount of time that was that was left, nobody else got to finish their last lap. Therefore, he still maintained his pole position. And they were going to look at it and look at the damages. And basically, if there was going to be any gearbox damage, he would be knocked down five places. And initially, when they looked at it, there were no gearbox issues. Good to go. So he completed press the next morning for the Grand Prix, like at a pre-podium standing kind of thing. And then they go to do the trial laps for the Grand Prix, and he has gearbox issues. This takes him out of the Monaco Grand Prix. And what is especially disheartening because of all this is that Monaco is like his hometown. And so our home country, hometown, Monaco, it's in my head, it's all the same because or maybe not. I, I've been to Monaco, but... Um, which, let's talk about that real quick. I went to Monaco on a Wednesday at 10 a.m., and even though it's the most like densely populated country, it's the smallest country, I was standing on one end and I could hear the horses down like at the docks doing like a mini, they were, I guess they were rehearsing for a show. I could hear the clonking of their, of their hooves from the other side. That, that amazes me. Also on a Wednesday at 10 a.m. In the, in the richest country in the world, there was no body out. The only people out were the changing, were the guards at the castle beautiful beautiful place and anyways um yeah that was like a weird experience I, I felt like i was in the twilight zone but anyways um yeah the fact that it was his hometown and he just and he couldn't complete a race or couldn't compete in the grand prix there was very sad and um unfortunate and so during the trial runs he pulls off to the side and he's like it's the gearbox guys it's the gearbox and he's out of the race and so he had to watch from the sidelines which it's very unfortunate, but I think he'll be back for sure. But in terms of anybody else and how everybody else finished, I think in in the podium it was um I don't know. I'm do I don't remember the names. I don't I'm not gonna yeah, I'll pull up the names. I'll pull up the names for you guys. Um, but I know it was a racer for the Red Bull team and then for um 
McLaren and then third place the other driver for Ferrari because um, Charles is actually one of the drivers because each team has two drivers. And anyways, also during the race though, um, ah, I'm like trying to type. Basically also during the race, somebody else ended up being dropped because of excess time in the pit because of the, um, the bolt on the left or the nut in the front right tire was not coming undone. And that's something that the, he also had, his team also had trouble with the day before. His name is uh, Valtteri Bottas and he drives for Mercedes. And that was unfortunate because I know like he was doing pretty decent and then that happened. And it's, that's gotta be so frustrating because it was also like halfway through the race. But anyways, p- final podium standings ended up being, <clears throat> excuse me, Max Verst- Verstappen who drives for Red Bull um, Landon Norris, who drives for McLaren, and then Carlos Sainz, who drives for Ferrari. And well-deserved, proud of all of them. Like, no, like, honestly, like, well-deserved. Because sometimes people watch, and they're like, oh, I really hate this person. They don't deserve to win. And a lot of people hate Lewis Hamilton. And or it's, that's the driver that everybody seems to have, like, very biased opinions on. People either love him or they hate him. And I'm somebody where it's like, I don't know. Or maybe I, like wasn't sure until this past weekend because he was expected to place higher than he did. I think he placed like sixth or seventh and he was expected to place higher than that, maybe on podium even. And at the end of it all, instead of talking respectfully to the press, he kind of just ran off and acted like he had somewhere to be. Maybe he did, but still, you know what I mean? Um, if you, if you had won, you would, you wouldn't have had anything planned after, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like, ah, I kind of lost a little bit of respect for him there, but Anyways, um, yeah, that's my take on Formula One, and I hope I'm gonna start w- watching a whole lot more, so you'll be hearing a whole lot more about it. Okay, now let's get into like the real topic of this podcast. It's not supposed to be Formula One, even though it kind of ended up being, well, not not entirely. I only spent nine minutes talking about it, technically eight because I talked about my fly talent. Anyways, okay, summer is it. Some people are starting to say that summer is overrated, and I completely disagree. I don't know who started that, um, but they are wrong. I I know that's just my opinion, but it's also a fact. And I'll tell you why. Because some people are starting to think that, I guess, that summer is only relevant when you're a kid because technically, you know, like when you grow up and you get a job, unless you're like a teacher or somebody, even teachers don't have like the full summer off, but like unless you're somebody who has summers off, like a, like a kid, you, you really don't have the full, you know, I guess, luxury of having that time off during the summer when it's warm outside and you can go do everything you want. And, and, but I, I, I disagree. I think, I think summer is still relevant even when you're not a kid because, or even when you're not like, even once you're like employed for the summer, you know? Because there's so many things that happen. You can go outside comfortably. Even if you think it's too hot, you can go outside comfortably. You can do all these really fun things. Like everybody's in a better mood during the summer. And that's why it's so much fun. Because it's not like, here's the thing. So a lot of people will say, oh, well, everybody's also in a good mood during the holidays. No, not necessarily. Because everybody looks at holidays differently. Some people get sad during the holidays because they miss people or because because they can't be with the people they love, etc. But during the summer it's like, yeah, we still got stuff to do, but we can always ha- we always have can have a fun time. We can have a, a cookout, we can have a bonfire. If you live in the US, that's like some key things that happen during the summer is 
you know, bonfires, hanging out with people, going to the beach, going to the lake, go to the going to ba- baseball games. Th- that's so much fun. Going and also like going to the drive-in and going to like just do anything like outside and and everything's green and bright and colorful and it's just like you how can you not have a good time during the summer? I guess unless you get like heat flashes, but that's a different thing. But anyways, um something that is very universal is that summer is like a, a that's it's the countdown. Even even as an adolescent too, it's 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 something that I remember like back in elementary school actually on the last day of school th- my principal would stand outside of the buses cuz I rode the bus. And we'd all roll down our windows and they would come outside with a hose and they would spray into the windows and spray all of us with the hose. And it was a whole thing. It was so much fun. And it's this, this universal countdown to having a good time. And that like that's what summer is. And so uh, being known for it being a good time, I, I, I don't know how it's viewed, I guess, anywhere else in the world. But I know that summer, summer and football season in America are like the two biggest countdowns. And it's something that everybody looks to, forward to all the time. And like specifically American summer, I know is like idolized sometimes in like social media, at least I see that. And in my, in my opinion, I, I kind of agree. There's like every, every country does summer differently, but I think that summer in America is like something that's very different and very much it's, 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 it sets itself apart in a sense because um, of everything that goes on. And one thing that I, one movie I think that really captures that and has always been like my feel-good summer movie is The Sandlot. Now, if you don't know about The Sandlot, if you've never seen it, uh, if you're not somebody who like watches older movies, it is a movie that t- like tells this tells this story of this kid who moves to the suburbs of of I think Los Angeles, California, or somewhere in California, and he has no friends. He's very shy. He's like in his room all the time. Very like smart kid, kind of nerdy. And his mom comes in. He's like she's like. She's, I think she says, like, run around, get dirty, scrape your knees, get into trouble for crying out loud. Like, she says something like that. And it's set into like, in, like, the, the, the 50s or, or 60s, I think. And so he goes out and he, he sees these kids playing baseball and he decides, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start playing baseball with them. So he asks his stepfather to teach him how to catch, yada, yada, yada. It's this whole thing. And then he ends up becoming, like, best friends with all these kids. And it's, like, their tale of this, like, epic summer and they and they – go on like these little adventures having to do with baseball and like at one point they lose his stepfather's baseball that was signed by Babe Ruth and it's it's just so good and it tells the story and, and like the end of it ends with like um telling where you know each one of them ended up in this in this made up story and it's it's it details the events of an American summer so well because it goes through like you making s'mores you the, the obvious hanging out with friends and baseball and going to the pool and having a summer crush because one of them has like a crush on the lifeguard. And then of course in, in America, 4th of July. And that scene specifically is like the best scene because they're all hanging out in like this, in this cul-de-sac and it's, you know, it could grill out and they have, they go to the, they go to fairs too. Like that's a huge thing in America is like going to the fair during the summer. And they like eat the hot dogs and they're like, yeah, come on, we're going to go play a game. And like, ah, and then the, the fireworks go off. And um, I don't remember, what's the name of the song? Song that plays during fireworks in Sandlot movie. But this song, when it, when it plays, uh, it, okay. Um, what song is it? 
artist America the Beautiful by um Ray Charles and like that song and like combined with the scene in the movie it's just so good and so when I think of summer I immediately think of that movie and it's just it captures the like nostalgia of being a kid during the summer uh summer in America summer just in general it just captures it so well it's a magical three months it really is because you you again like you can't be in a bad mood during the summer and like some of my personal like favorite summer memories include a lot of the things that are included in that movie like for example I love going to baseball games some people think baseball is boring no it's not get over yourself learn how it learn how to like learn how it works for one understand that it's also a mental game and a physical game and enjoy the little like the whole little bits that go into it the cracker jacks the different things that you do like the the, the chants and the claps and the sitting like it's it's just such a good time and then um also like going to the beach with my cousins my dad has uh, three sisters and we go we used to go to the beach like every summer together it was like and i have like they have I, my dad has three sisters and then i have uh like immediate cousins i have one two three four five six seven seven eight i'm missing people no i'm not hold on Jordan, Keenan, Christopher, Grace, Emma, Molly, Tom, Sarah, and eight, eight. I feel like I'm missing somebody. I'm not missing somebody. Oh, I'm missing me and my brothers. And then Keenan, Cameron, myself. So that ends up being like kids total. If we all win, it would be like 11, 11 of us. Anyways, then that's the most fun in the world because you could, you could honestly plop us in the middle of the field and call it vacation and we'd have a good time. So I'm very fortunate in that sense to like have a good time with all my cousins, but and then like anything to do with grandparents. Grandparents love doing anything during the summer because that's the time when you're like down to do the simple stuff that they also know how to do. Like going to get just like hot dogs or that's so simple. But like, do you know what I mean? Something that's like not too new to anybody. It's just a good classic, you know, fun time going to get ice cream and hot dogs or doing whatever. And like jumping back to the baseball thing, if you are fortunate enough to live somewhere that you can attend a major league baseball game, do it. You will not regret it. You will not. And because it's always so exciting. my I've been to two major league um, games. I've been to th four different fields, but two different games. And um, I've seen the Braves play. I'm a Braves fan. And then I've seen the Orioles play. And both of those experiences were so much fun. I also recommend if you live, live close enough to the beach and you can't go for vacation, take a, take a day trip. Summer is the most exciting time, the time to make the most of everything especially if you're not in school, even if you're working, if you're not in school and you don't have anything to like tie you down to a specific location for a long period of time and you can like manage a day off or manage something like that, like you can't with a job, like ask for a day off, do it. Do it because summer is the most magical three months. It's the universal countdown that everybody can't wait for. Even if you don't live in America, I know I've talked a lot about like the American summer experience, but anywhere in the, anywhere in the world, summer is just a good time. Because nobody's in a bad mood because it's comfortable to be outside. It's the, ki the kids are all doing fine. The kids are happy. And, like, I just, point blank period, summer is the best season. Okay, I do have one, like, controversial opinion about summer. Everybody keeps saying, hot girl summer, this is a hot girl summer, hot girl summer, hot girl summer. I don't like that phrase. I don't like that, personally. 
not try to take it down off the internet, do whatever, cancel it. I just don't like it. Period. I just, ugh. I don't. I'm like, can it just be summer? Period. Question mark. Hmm? Uh, yeah, that's like that. And I'm so glad that like ripped jean shorts are kind of going out a little bit because I really like the not like the fringed ones, not the fringe, but I don't know how to say. It, but basically, the ones that actually look torn up. I'm so glad that those are like going out of style. And I'm glad that also the like little like collared button ups are coming back in. Oh, I love them. I love them. They're my favorite part about summer because I wear them to, like cover ups. I wear them like if I'm just going to the grocery store with like jean shorts because when you come out, out from, you know, come back in from being out in the sun all day and you're kind of chilly, that's like the perfect thing to put on. Anyways, yeah, that's the end of that. Was, that's all I had to say. It was like my controversial opinion. I don't know. Like so, sometimes I think like we were like have a hot girl summer. It like places to like in a, in a sense it's supposed to be like, oh you're supposed to be focusing on you doing you doing your doing your stuff as a as a woman. But it's also just like the fact that you have to name it a hot girl summer means that you're also placing importance on the fact that we will not be paying attention to men. And it's like or like we will not be paying attention to other people, not necessarily men. I didn't mean it like that. But like, do you know what I mean? By saying that you're not paying attention to it, you and essentially are. Because you have to pay attention to like not do it or not give that stuff peace of mind. I don't know. I don't know. There's something like that doesn't make sense about it to me. And I guess that's why I don't like it. But anyways. Okay, everybody. I hope you have a brilliant summer. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And also, again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And this concludes season season two. This concludes season two. We're about to start season three next. I never, my mom did ask me the other day, like, what constitutes a new season? Nothing. I just decide. <laughs> I just decide to start a new one. Anyways, I love you all so much. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, day, whatever you're doing. I wish you nothing but good. If you want to have a hot girl summer, have a hot girl summer. If you don't want to have a hot girl summer, you just want to have a summer, have a summer. Wish you all nothing but the best, and I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>